Pruitt, John Sturman over to my left. Uh, down at the very bottom is Mr. Wesley Shapley, uh, the now head coach at Bartlett High School, girls head coach at Bartlett High School. Uh, coach Shapley, thank you very much for being on the show with John and I today. Thanks for having me. John, go ahead. Uh, Shapley, uh, first of all, we want to, I want to say thank you for being on as well. And uh, thank you for everything that you've done for the city of Barlett so far up to date. I know we are going to talk about your past five years later on, but uh, thank you for everything that you've done for the city of Barlett. Come back to your home city and uh, being an alum of the city of Barlett. And uh, thank you for everything that you've done so far up to date with it being a crazy year in general, you know, under your first year back home. Yeah, man, I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm glad to be back and uh, glad to be working at the school I graduated from and started my coaching and teaching career at. So it's been interesting nevertheless with COVID, but good to be back. Coach, uh, speaking of prior to Bartlett, uh, you were at Arlington, Arlington High School from 2015 to 2019, correct? Yeah, well, up through, yeah, technically, I guess 2020. Because uh, I was there through May, so yeah. All right. Well, I mean, going back and looking at your records, you you were quite successful at Arlington. Uh, twenty fifteen, you were twenty six and seven. Uh, twenty sixteen, you were nineteen and nine. Twenty seventeen, twenty seven and eight, lost in the uh, state uh, tournament. Uh, twenty eighteen, twenty seven and eight, lost in the state tournament as well. Twenty nineteen, thirty one and five, improvement in record. Uh, lost in the state tournament due to COVID. Uh, so I guess my question is this, with all the success that you had at Arlington and building that program to be a successful program for the future, uh, I mean, I don't know what the program was prior to 2015, but it sounds like to me you left it uh, in a much better position than you got it. Um, what made you come to Bartlett? Like what, 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 was, what was the selling point in, I guess, coming back home? Well, I, I guess kind of talk about what you mentioned about the years there that actually that first year, that 2015 year, I was actually an assistant on the boys side. So that was Hunter Greenmore's last year as the girls coach at Arlington. So I actually didn't uh, have that group. Um, I was only the girls coach there my last four years. Like I said, that first year I was there as an assistant boys coach. Um, but yeah, we had a great run. Um, you know, I, with, I guess, the decision of coming back to Bartlett, I mean, again, that's kind of my roots. Um, you know, I felt like, one, I felt like as a head coach, I had gained some credibility, you know, I guess in the girls' basketball community. Um, and, you know, I had a great staff that was willing to make that move. My assistant coaches, they came with me as well. And um, just everything, you know, just the timing of, I guess just how everything fell, it just seemed like the right time to do that. You know, they've got brand new facilities there. We're in a brand new gym. Um, the school has pretty much been rebuilt from the ground up in a sense. A lot of new, a lot of new there. Um, just a lot of really good things going like they were heading in the, in the right direction athletically with, you know, their, with what they wanted with their athletic programs um, from a school and community standpoint, um, which I think, I don't think that it's not that I don't think Arlington had that vision. They did, but our Bartlett, the resources are there to do those things. Um, I think on the level that kind of me and my coaches, you know, dream about, 
you know, we have that resource base that we need. And, you know, with Arlington being a smaller area, you know, some of that is just a little bit harder for the school system and the school to be able to provide, um, you know, whereas Barla, it's such a big area. It, it pulls from such a large community base, you know, and there's a very large um, alumni base. I mean, you know, really your positives are endless as far as what you can do just because of the, just the size of the community and the size of the school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West, speaking yeah, of the community no, at Bartlett, uh, speaking of the community at Bartlett, uh, I mean, I I went there my freshman year of high school, so I really got to see just how passionate that fan base really is. Uh, and what I love about it is it's not just today's kids that are at school there; it's the alumni from thirty years ago that's still just as passionate as they were when they were in school thirty years back. Talk a little a bit about uh, just the excitement to have that kind of fan base back in your program. Well, I go back to when I was in sixth grade. I was six. I was in sixth grade when Bartlett Boys won the state championship in two thousand one, um, and I remember specifically going to those games with my dad and one of his very good friends, um, and then one of his very good friends' son. I remember the four of us, I mean, we went to road games, we went to home games. I mean, we were active there. And I just kind of vividly remember seeing all those faces from the community being in the crowd. I mean, there was one guy there, man, I, every game he'd have a sack full of those apple suckers. And man, he'd just be walking around the crowd, just handing them out to folks. I mean, you know, you don't have, you. there's nowhere else in the yeah. city in terms of, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do have some storied, storied programs and some communities that support, but that type of support and having those type people, not just the guy passing the suckers out, but people from the community that come around just because they appreciate the school, they appreciate the town, they appreciate the athletics, you know, that's, that's huge. Um, and I remember it was funny because a couple of years ago when, when, when the Barlett boys, uh, when they played Whitehaven at home those two years I remember being at both of those games and just seeing the draw of people that came back to watch the boys play Whitehaven in those sub-state games I mean it really kind of was nostalgic in a sense of you know that old school feeling of seeing those all those old faces and it really kind of did a good job rejuvenating the interest that the community has in the basketball program um, you know and some of those faces you see at the girls games now obviously with COVID you know having restrictions and things that we, you know, we can't have a big crowd, but I mean, you still see people that come and support that have nothing to do with the program other than their supporters, you know, um, even having the radio crew there with the Coopers, you know, the, uh, the Skybox crew. I mean, it's the only team in Shelby County that has that. I mean, that's a small town feel, but again, it's one of those things to me that, you know, as a coach, it adds value to your program because again, you know, it, it, it just is like, yeah, we're in a big, you know, we're in a big city of Memphis, but we still get those small town perks of having that, you know, one town, one team type. Wes, um, at Arlington, you also had the privilege to coach some college basketball players that are playing college basketball playing right now in the Twin Towers from uh, Blast and Williams that are now playing at Memphis. And then you also had Bates, who's now playing at CBU. 
And um, if I'm missing any players, I do apologize. But can you just bring up some of those players that you had the privilege to coach that are maybe now playing college basketball at Arlington, that or that play at Arlington as well? Yeah. Um, so my first year there, um, I only graduated one senior that finished the year out with us. And so she didn't play a ton. She was coming back from an ACL injury. Um, Haley Hammonds was her name. <laughs> and she was our only senior that was on the roster for the full year that year. Um, everybody else was in her class. So that junior class, we had Taylor Lattimore, who, who – um, dynamic guard went on to play her first year at Jackson State University down in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, after that, transferred to uh, East Mississippi Community College, and now she's back here in town. Was going to play at Lemoyne Owen this year, but with the COVID, just elected to, to kind of. Um, she just had use the last couple of years that have kind of brought her back this way. Um, so, but again, I mean, she's a Division One. Um, also with that group, that group, man, was my injury group because when I got there, all the kids were injured. And when I left, yeah. it's, or when they all graduated, it seemed like they had all been injured again. So Taylor, again, at Jackson, went to Jackson State, but had a, had a fibula fracture her junior year. Um, then Trinity, um, Trinity played. She was, I think, her freshman year. After, she had an ACL tear her senior year. Um, and then she ended up going to Mississippi Valley state as a student and walked on. She actually had four ACL tears. Tell you how good this kid is of a player. She tore her, she tore her ACL four times in high school. It was like every year she was dealing with a torn ACL. This is no exaggeration. And she ended up still going on and walking on at Mississippi Valley state to play, um, which is a huge deal. I mean, she was as athletic as any kid I had after her fourth tear, you know, coming back from that, well, I guess between her third and her fourth, she didn't play after her fourth one for us, but, um, but Trinity was a heck of an heck of a player. Again, walked on at Jackson state or at uh, Mississippi Valley state. Um, and then the year after that, we had obviously Lenise and Lynetta. Um, they both played, they're both playing at Memphis now. Uh, very highly recruited. I mean, we had pretty much anybody that you want to call or come in the gym came in. Um, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Florida State, Miami. I mean, you name it, they were there, um, you know, which was which was awesome. I mean, obviously, when you have kids that are recruited to that level, I mean, it's it's fun as a coach because you get to meet people and it's just fun seeing, you know, your kids be wanted like that. I mean, and they were wanted at the highest level possible. Um, obviously ended up deciding to stay here at town. Um, you know, big family, that's a, that family is tight knit and, you know, they're, they're a big family and they're a great family and they, the kids obviously want to stay here um, and kind of put help put Memphis on the map in a sense of, and women's basketball um, or try to help bring some of that back. Um, you know, because I mean, they were both top 100 kids, and Memphis ended up signing a really good class that year with those two and Madison Griggs from Houston. Um, you know, they got three of the top five players in town that year, which was big. Um, you know, so great things over there. Um, and then also with that group, I had Caitlin Wilson who I wish also Memphis would have gone after. Um, but she ended up. Caitlin, Caitlin had 960 something points halfway through her junior year 
and never played at Arlington again after that due to injury. So her her wow. sophomore or her junior year, that second half, she had a, a grade three meniscus tear against Hamilton to if y'all know y'all talked about with the boys last week. I mean Hamilton Heights boys obviously one of the premier programs in the country. Um, I mean, it's, it's the same with the girls. I mean, they had multiple McDonald's All-Americans, but uh, the Caitlin and Lynetta and them sophomore year or junior year, we played Hamilton Heights and Caitlin put 22 up on them um, and didn't play a game at Arlington after that due to injury. She had a grade, grade three meniscus tear and um, that set her until June. She played June summer team camp ball with us. And then um, come October, she ended up having a torn ACL. And the, the I think that maybe it was the other knee. She ended up tearing the ACL in October. So she missed all her senior year as well. So that last year and a half, she didn't play. She had an offer at University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. And that was her sole offer going into her senior year when she tore ACL that fell through um she committed to a juco in alabama the coach ended up leaving that juco um so she ended up decommitting from that um tim pete who was one of our assistant boys coaches there at arlington my first year there um, he actually was the assistant men's coach at chipola community college down in mariana florida about 45 minutes north of panama city beach and so he, he just hit me up one of the day, one day randomly and said, man, you got any girls that are trying to play? Our girls team is looking for, you know, another kid. And they got a couple spots. And this was in like late May. So I'm like, yeah, Caitlin Wilson, he, he knew Caitlin. Um, and he's like, man, that'd be a great fit. So he called them. Well, now she's at, now she's at Cincinnati playing. So she played one year oh, at wow. Chipola, um, put up 36 or 39 wow. points. Her first game down there, hit nine threes. Um, I call her the best shooter in the city her senior year. I think people would fight and say Madison Griggs was that, but I've never seen a kid shoot the basketball the way Caitlin Wilson, you know, has. I mean, hitting nine threes in a game and JUCO and, and high-level JUCO basketball and any game is a lot, but, I mean, she can yeah. flat shoot it, and she's at Cincinnati. Um, so that year we had three kids. Then last year um, we sent Christina Nichols to – um St. Francis up in Pennsylvania that's a division one school um and so she's up there doing really well um we've got Naya Stewart who's at University of Arkansas Fort Smith um that's a D2 program she had several division one offers um elected to end up kind of weighing her options and so she ended up at that division two school which is the only fully funded division two school I think one of the only funded, fully funded ones out there. I mean, she's full ride. I mean, their facilities out there are incredible. They compete at a really high division two level. Um, in fact, she played yesterday and today had 11 points yesterday, had 13 today. So she's really producing well for that program. Um, then we have Carly Bates, like you said, who was kind of the backbone and cornerstone of, of our team. She didn't have the wow factor that maybe some of the other kids had, but I mean, I'll tell you when it comes to, kids that could just put a team on our team on her back and just carry them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times she hit big shots, big free throws, made big plays when it mattered to win us ball games and not just any ball games, but you know, high pressure games, win or lose or win or go home type games. 
Um, and she's at CBU, obviously decided to stay here. So they picked up a great kid with her. Um, so, I mean, that group of kids, they were all together on the same team, you know, not including also the kids that are still there that are college level players that have offers, you know, several division one offers that, of kids that are still there. Um, I think there's quite a few kids that are still there that were part of what we had going on, you know, that all have offers. So, I mean, tons of talent. Tons of tons of talent on that team. Go ahead, John. Uh, Chapley, also, you know, this is your first year at your alma mater, Bartlett. I know y'all have had a up and down year so far, but uh, can you talk about this year's program at Bartlett so far? Yeah, um, of course, you know, I go in and I guess it's just the way I go about business, but I write big checks. And so, you know, I mean, I've, I've set the bar high and set the expectation level high um, from the beginning. Um, I don't really necessarily know that it's been, I guess, in a sense of results, it's been up and down. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of had a good idea of what we were going to be able to accomplish this year. Um, I don't I don't really measure a lot about success through the results, although that is what success yeah. is measured on. Um, but, you know, I knew that we were in for a build and from where we started to where we are. I mean, when I got the job, I got the, I got the name of seven kids that were returning. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, we started with seven kids. We're at 16 now. Um, so, you know, and that, you know, we're trying to bring some attraction to the program, trying to get some excitement back going with it. Um, just with the coaching changes the last couple of years, I mean, a lot of times when you have several coaching changes in a row like that, you know, you just lose a lot of kids, you know, you lose their interests and, you know, kids end up going elsewhere. And, you know, so we've been able to kind of stabilize our roster in a sense of getting kids interested, getting kids out there. You know, we've been fortunate enough to have a couple of kids come in. Um, we've got a pretty solid freshman class. Um, you know, we're very young. So, you know, when I've, I've got, you know, I've got one senior that plays a ton of minutes for us. I've got a couple other seniors that, you know, play just some role minutes. Everything else, though, the majority of our, our you know, heavy weight is pulled by underclassmen. You know, I've got a couple of juniors that, that play quite a bit. And then my guards, you know, guard play is a premium. And that's what that's what wins you ball games. And that's what, you know, makes successful basketball teams is guard play. Um, you know, I say post play is a luxury to have if you got it. But you got to have good guard play to win games. Um, and our guard play is really good. We're just really young and inexperienced. You know, I've got a freshman and three sophomore guards that we play with. And so, you know, all of those kids, you know, they're getting tons of experience. They're getting tons of time. Um, so, you know, we've, we haven't played the easiest of schedules. We've played some, some pretty good teams. Um, we started off struggling quite a bit. We got drilled early on. Um, but since then we've kind of learned some of the system and learned, you know, some of the things we got to learn and, you know, with young guards, they're only going to get better, um, which means that our team's only going to get better. Um, you know, and I've got some really good young ones. So it's just a matter of time for things to click, I think, for them, um, you know, to where, again, that result follows what we're doing every day in practice and what we're trying to push with our kids. 
uh, Coach, this would be my last question. I know Barla has play. been, you know, my fault. <laughs> um, just speaking of scheduling, I'm really interested uh, with everything going on with COVID. Do you, I mean, are, do you try to make it kind of top heavy, if, if that makes any sense? I mean, do you try to kind of load up the beginning or do you, do you spread it out and kind of just hope that you're going to make it that far? Um, like you mean in terms of like teams were prepared just the number of games? Uh, both really. Yeah. I mean, we try to spread it out. I mean, I, I I'm going to be a little bit more, I mean, at this point, I mean, I've still got to add a couple games because we've lost some due to COVID. Um, I'll probably be very careful about scheduling stuff at the end because we want to make sure we've got enough days in there from the time that our last regular season game ends until the first postseason game. You know, hopefully we don't have to deal with any quarantine issues, right. but I mean, we want to have enough time in there in case we did. We don't, we obviously don't want to play our last regular season game and go into the tournament two days later and have to have to forfeit due to quarantine. So, you know, we've got some time built in there that we really won't mess with. Um, but I mean, we've tried to pretty much spread everything. You know, if we can play a game, we're going to play it because you never know when you may get another one. Um, you know, in terms of like the quality of opponents, um, I'll be honest. I've never been a fan of playing bad teams, and and I don't and I don't mean that in a negative way. But you know, we want to play as good a teams as we possibly can. Um, some days this year, obviously, when I look at the results, I'm like, dang, why did we make our schedule as tough as it is early on with a new group and a young group? But at the same time. You know, we're playing for the postseason. Everything we do is to try to perform at the highest level possible in the postseason. Um, you know, so we, we want to obviously make our schedule, you know, tough enough to where we're going to be prepared for our league games. I mean, we're obviously in the league with Arlington. So, you know, um, they've still got a really good team out there. And so we've got to find a way, how can we prepare ourselves all season long to be able to perform, you know, in those league games when it comes time? Because, you know, obviously we want to win, you know, so – um, our goal is prepare for postseason play. That's where we want to be our best. You know, Wes, you nutted right on the money when you said the scheduling, you know, because as long as I've known you and Coach Dion Real, for example, and Coach Phil Clark, who's the baseball coach, y'all have always put that tough schedule together to get y'all ready for the postseasons, like you just mentioned. You know, I give y'all a lot of credit for that because you want to play – all at the right time in the postseason. And by playing these, we'll get y'all ready for the postseason, like you just mentioned. So I give you a lot of credit for that as well. But uh, I want to talk about your playing days at Bartlett High School, for example, now. Can you talk about your Bartlett High School basketball career a little bit? Yeah, so one thing – one here's one thing I will brag a little bit on, on, on scheduling toughness before I talk about my playing career, which is irrelevant. <laughs> but – <laughs> um, in, in our, in our four years at Arlington, we lost, I think 31 or 32 games, something like that in the four year period. And 18 of our losses came from nationally ranked opponents. So, you know, scheduling toughness, it, it, it pays off and it's fun. I mean, it, you know, it's fun to go play some of the teams that are listed on max preps, you know, top 25 and all that, and go to those tournaments and play those teams and it preps your team. I mean, it's fun. Um, so just kind of, I guess, a little bit of a bragging point there on our program. You know, out of 32 losses, 18 to well, top five teams, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, 
As far as my you playing also days, get that exposure as well <clears throat> on a national level. Oh yeah, I mean, and and that's how kids get seen. You know, that's how people become to know who kids are. It gives them that extra opportunity for exposure. Um, you know, it, it's it's pretty fun. I mean, I I know last year we went to Dallas during Christmas and played in the Sandra Meadows Invitational down there, and we're playing in the um, I think it's like the fifth place game or something like that. Uh, there's like 80 something coaches along the sidelines from big time programs all the way down to JUCOs. I mean, just the sideline loaded with coaches watching, you know, our team play in that game against Cedar Hill, Texas. And I mean, you just can't beat that. I mean, that's, you know, the experience that the kids get when they get to do that. I mean, that's, that's a different level. So really fun. All right. You're playing days now. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man, if I had one more year, I think I'd have been all right. If I'd have been like one of those holdbacks, I needed I needed that holdback year because I went from like being able to grab the rim in 12th grade to where I could actually dunk a basketball pretty good my freshman year of college, um, you know. And so, you know, we uh, I played there for Don Deaton, who I went later on to work for at Arlington um, for a year as the assistant boys coach. Um, Hubie Smith was there my freshman year up until October. So, I mean, going in there, everybody's excited. Everybody's going to Barlett because you want to play for Hubie Smith. Well, he ends up leaving and taking the job, I think, at that time at Belmont. Coach Deaton gets um, gets that job at Bartlett. He was the assistant at the time, got the head job. You know, at that time, we didn't right. know Coach Deaton. Um, you know, just old country boy. And so now I look back, man, I, I love him to death and, and I, I probably wouldn't be where I am as a coach and just in my career without him. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to play for him for four years and be under his leadership. But uh, we had a solid team my freshman year, uh, played freshman in JV. Um, that was the year Jason um, Herring was a senior that year, had a, had a pretty good group. Um, was fortunate enough to be able to start playing a little bit of varsity basketball about midway through my sophomore year, um, or at least I was on the roster, on the on the bench. Um, got to play in, in some blowouts and stuff like that. Again, had an okay team. We were, you know, a lot of my other sophomore classmates, you know, we were all fortunate enough to be able to get on that varsity team together. Um, then by the time my junior year, we were our, our varsity team was pretty much all juniors and we were okay. Um, and we all came back for a senior season and we were solid. Um, started off the year really, really good, um, being led by Hans Brereton. And then uh, we had a couple of juniors that played Quentin, um, I'll start, Delaware and uh, Stephen Albers were two juniors that played for us quite a bit. And they ended up getting a car wreck right after Christmas, a pretty bad car wreck that flipped off the interstate. And Quentin ended up breaking his neck. Steven was out um, with season-ending injuries as well. Um, so that kind of that kind of hurt our team as a whole because, again, you talk about a primary ball handler and guard, um, you know, and then Steven, again, a good a good role guy that came in and, and played good minutes for us. You talk about taking those two guys away. We just kind of ended up struggling after that. Um, but it was fun. You know, it, it's always fun to be able to say you played and – you know, have that Barlett basketball pride, you know, because again, Barlett basketball carries a pretty good name and, um, you know, thankful for my time to be able to play there. 
like I said, I wasn't the greatest guy, but I worked hard and, you know, I, I, I spent my time. Like I said, if I could have had one more year, I may have been okay, but <laughs> you know, that, that ain't the way it works. So. You know, talking about your playing days again, for example, like, yeah, like a favorite basketball game that you played in or another ball at Bolton robbery, you know, is up there. Yeah, man, those Bartlett Bolton days were crazy. I mean, you know, I, I hate that that rivalry no longer exists. Um, you know, the Arlington Bartlett, I know for kids nowadays is that, but I mean, still, it's nothing like that Bartlett Bolton days. Um, I don't necessarily know that I had favorite games, but I mean, you know, heck, playing Brandon Wright. Um, I remember being a sophomore, we went to Brentwood Academy and you know, shoot, that was an experience, you know, getting to see him play. I obviously didn't get to play, but, you know, seeing him play out there, I mean, you know, time player. Um, you know, I think my junior years when uh, when Raleigh, Egypt, and Craigmont came into the districts, I mean, you're talking about – I played with a lot of Raleigh, Egypt kids on the AAU circuit. So, um, you know, I played with those guys. So, those guys were my teammates half the year. You know, but then you're also talking about playing against the guys like Mo Miller, who's the boys coach out at Arlington now, um, you know, special high school player. Um, uh, see, at Craigmont at that time, um, Tariko White was there, you know, played at Ole Miss, played, you know, played in the NBA, um, a lot of talent. So, I mean, you know, we just, you know, playing – that's, I guess, my memory is, you know, just playing all the good players and playing with and against those guys and, you know, seeing them go on to do good things in the game, you know, and then now seeing some of them come back and coach, you know, it's, it's just fun. You know, it all kind of comes full circle. Can you tell maybe like a listener or two or just maybe a lot of people just how much people don't appreciate girls basketball in the Memphis region? Because there's a lot of great teams out there, like, you know, Houston, like you mentioned with Coach, uh, God, what's the name? Ben, ben Moore. Yeah, Ben Moore has turned that program like he has successful, you know, from Wooddale boys to the Houston girls. He's talking about the city of Memphis girls basketball as a whole. How much has it improved over the years as well? Um, well, I'll say this. I, you know, it took some pulling teeth for me to even jump to the girls side and to take the Arlington job because um, I had no interest. I was one of those people that just really didn't have interest oh, yeah. in the girls basketball side of it. Um, you know, and the more I talk to people, I mean, you know, that job was being, you know, pitched to me like, hey, you need to take this job. And it's like, man, I just am not interested, you know, and the more and more I talk to people like, dude, you're crazy if you don't. And so yeah, I jumped on it. And now looking back, it's like, man, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, I know where I, this is where I'm at. But through that, my appreciation for the great game has grown so much. You know, on the boys' side, a lot of the game can be dicta dictated by the physicality of the game, um, just, the, just the athleticism and the size. And just, you know, that can have so much weight on the outcome of a game. Um, you can kind of take some of the tactic out. Now, there is still some tactical advantage, obviously, there. But if a team comes in that's loaded with height and athletes, you know, if you, don't, if you can't match them, you know, pound for pound for that, you're probably going to struggle most nights. Um, on the girls' side, yes, you still have to have the talent, but the game is played below the rim on everybody's team. So the tactical, you know, the tactical advantages are there. Um, you've got to really hone in on your coaching skills. Again, you can't rely a ton on just out-athleting folks. 
uh, because again, the athleticism doesn't carry as much weight there. It, it still does some, but not as much. Um, so you really have to do things right. You have to teach things right. Um, you know, for folks that may not be as interested in the girls game, you know, I'll say this, and this isn't necessarily to slide anybody, but if you really know what you're watching and you really want to watch good quality basketball, the it's there for the girls. I mean, it, you know, I've been watching downstairs college women all afternoon and man, it's just some really good basketball. I mean, good ball movement, good concepts, good idea. They play hard, they play together. Um, you know, they're tough. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I've, I've coached some girls that are way tougher than a bunch of the guys that I've coached. Um, and again, that's not a slight to either one, but man, girls are tough, man. And it, it, you know, they can take a lot and they, they can give a lot too. Um, you know, and just, if you really like the game, if you like the high flash dunk and all that stuff, like, yeah, okay, maybe girls basketball may not be your thing, but if you really like the game for what it is from its organic substance, I guess, like, man, girls basketball is stellar. And if you can really find some good teams, you know, the three ball is big in the game today. Girls basketball has always been big with the three ball. Um, you know, it, again, you, you go into girls games, I mean, and girls, girls tend to shoot. I've always said girls tend to shoot the ball really well in a catch and shoot scenario, you know, and if you watch some really good high level girls basketball games, whether it be high school or college, man, the shooting, I mean, it, it's, it's stellar, you know, being able to break defenses down and be able to get that, you know, two on one or, you know, those extra swing passes for those threes. I mean, it just, you know, the shooting's at a high level in the girls' game. And, again, it's just really good basketball. Um, as far as the city goes, you know, it's gotten better. Um, I think our middle school classes are really strong in the city right now, you know, from sixth to eighth grade and, and even younger than that. Um, this year, with Shelby County Schools not playing, obviously it's down a little bit um, just because, you I mean, you talk about, probably 60% or 70% of the girls that normally play aren't playing. So it's not as competitive, but again, it's just because you don't have the same number of teams, you know, playing that you normally do. Well, Coach, uh, thank you very much for being on with us this evening. Yep. Um, and good luck to you at Bartlett High School. I'm really uh, looking forward to getting back on the show uh, again later on this season. Uh, to maybe get a little recap as to uh, how the season has progressed. Uh, and I know with having Bartlett John on the show, we're going to have plenty of Bartlett love uh, pretty much. Hey, you can't get away from it, man. Uh, you can't but... get away from it. Dude, I've heard, I've heard he's he doesn't want to get away from it. Trust me. Trust me. He doesn't. I think what he is doing, he's actually using the show as a recruitment tool to recruit coaches. Uh, I think that's why he tried to have, have Connor Ferguson on. From Arlington, no. <laughs> Connor started calling him Arlington John, and I thought the name was pretty well. Because yeah, I, you complimented on that. What's that? <laughs> when I was I at Arlington, I mean, Jonathan was everywhere. On that video, like, I get this guy on Arlington. He comment, you actually commented and said, "I got some Arlington T-shirts." <laughs> yeah, I've hey, I actually gave them all away, but man, you were a couple months away from having a whole like fifty-something thing. No, you actually yeah. <laughs> Yeah, John, you know, John doesn't, uh, he doesn't you know how much he's going to walk, he'll walk into a, a bowling game and nothing but Bartlett gear. Yeah. Hey, he's not, hey, he, he's ride or die. I'll say that. He don't, 
He ain't worried about yep, nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> he is for sure. But, Coach, thank you very much for being on the show. Well, uh, once again, this is the Four Star Sports Show. Thank you for everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube. Hang on one second. Wes, hang on one second real quick. Wes, 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 hang on. No, you're good. Go ahead. Hey, we've got a question from a, it's got a question from a viewer, Wes. Uh, uh, Shapley, oh, what college coaches do you – well, we asked Dion the same question last week. What college coaches do you actually like to watch and uh, get a little bit of game playing from for your high school girls? Uh, I'm a big Mike Neighbors fan. If he puts something out, I basically subscribe. You can call me a groupie or whatever if you want. Uh, he's very – hey, and by, actually, Wes, you're an Arkansas guy, I think, right? You live there now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, hey, man, Arkansas women's yes, basketball. Program, yeah, they uh, the Arkansas women's basketball program's on the up and coming with not Mike Neighbors, um, but he, man, I, if he puts it yeah, out, I think they're I'm ranked tenth in the country. I know, I know they were playing Missouri earlier. Yeah. yeah, they're a solid, solid basketball team. And between they are. him and Coach Musselman, uh, the and Coach Coach Pittman, the University of Arkansas made three great hires in those three coaches. Oh, no doubt. They they robbed the bank for sure. Um, you know, the athletics over there, I think, are definitely on the come up. Um, but Mike Neighbors is one tournament that I really like. Um, you know, he's probably the main guy. You know, obviously, I like Vic Schaefer's teams at Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, I'm a big defensive guy. Vic Schaefer's a big defensive guy. Um, <laughs> actually watching them play. Te he's at Texas now watching them play. Um Iowa State earlier, and so, you know, just trying to, you know, I'll watch anybody that's got something good going on. Um, you know, I try to catch practices, and, you know, I try to go different places and watch, you know, just different people that I've met, but I would definitely put Mike Neighbors at the top of that list of who I, you know, really enjoy, you know, getting some stuff from and just kind of watching what they do and how they do it and how they go about business. A great question, and I mean, yeah, Mike Neighbors is doing an amazing job at Arkansas. Oh, Coach, um, I really, I, I don't. Go ahead, John. No, I was just gonna say you nailed it right on the money. You know, uh, Coach <laughs> Neighbors, you know, has done a great job at Arkansas, and uh, Wes, I think with you being a house divided Memphis and Arkansas fan now. <laughs> You know, Arkansas, I mean, you can tell your wife this. Arkansas does have Coach Nate, like you said, and he does a great job with them. But uh, like Wes said, uh, Shapley, uh, thank you for everything that you've done for the city again. Thank you for everything that you do for high school basketball in general. And uh, don't be a stranger, you know, to hit me up or hit Wes up. And then uh, we'll be glad to have you on throughout the season. No doubt. Even have a girl. I appreciate the opportunity. No problem, man. I appreciate you again. The show continues to take off. I hope that you find a recipe to get more than 846 followers. But, again, I don't know that <laughs> I'm going to bring you a whole lot. <laughs> no, you did a great job, Chapel. You know, like I said, you've done everything, you know. Yeah, you did a, you did an amazing job. Alone. Thank you very much. Hey, yeah, one more thank thing you before very I go. Much for being on the show with us. Um, one more thing ahead. before I go. Jonathan yeah. Sturdivant for mayor – of Bartlett in 2022. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I I think it would, I think it could definitely get some, get some, uh, get some publicity. I think he's well known. Definitely think so. I mean, you know, that, that, that mayor, 
mayorship, I guess you would call it, is coming open. So Sturdivant, it may not be, it may not be 2022, but man, you're around in the Barlet gear all the time. That may be your thing here in about 20, 30 years, brother. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate your support as hey, always. Very well like be. Thank, thank you for everything they've done. Good deal, fellas. Well, I appreciate and it. Once again, guys, thank you very much for watching the four-star sports show. Wes Brewitt, Jonathan Sturdivant, Coach Shapley, thank you very much for being on the show. We'll be